Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey everyone, Ashley Chance with Artemis here. I'm really excited to announce that our 2023 Artemis Ambassador applications are open now through March 13th. Go to artemis.nwf.org forward slash Artemis hyphen ambassadors to apply today. When we're in the field, there is no rush, no schedule, and no deadlines. Nature moves at its own pace. Being in the field provides the opportunity to slow down, clear our minds, and interact with the natural world. This interaction builds a deep connection with the land, water, wildlife, and our hunting and fishing community. Some of the best stories are shared on the river while casting a fly, or when we return to camp at the end of the day. These stories shared between family and friends shape our hunting and fishing heritage, and even short stories can make a huge impact. Ride along with us as we bring you stories from hunters, anglers, and conservationists who live and breathe the outdoors. Welcome to A Field, a special series from NWF Outdoors and Artemis Sportswomen. Okay, this is Ashley Chance. I just walked up on the biggest buck I have ever shot in my life after the craziest deer hunt I've ever had in my life. I'm still standing out here over this buck. It's just, I'm shaking from it. Um, okay, so what happened was, it's Friday. I was supposed to work today. But I really wanted to hunt this piece of property that uh, my husband uh, got us permission to hunt. It's right by the house. And so 
I decided I would just go out for a couple hours and then go back to the house and work late, work later in the day today. So, Aaron, sorry. <laughs> I'm not getting any work done today. Um, I drove out to the property, and it's kind of like a... We're here in Middle Tennessee. It's mid-November. It's peak rut. And I didn't know what I would find. I hadn't scouted anything ahead of time or even really looked at the map. But I drove up, and it's a lot of cattle pastures interspersed with wooded drains or brushy drains. And I saw in the field, I mean, I drove through the gate, probably I didn't go far, and I saw two deer in the field eating. And I thought, well, shoot, here's my chance. I've never done a spot and stalk before. I have spotted them. Let me see if I can stalk them. So I thought they were both does. I didn't spend a lot of time looking at them. I could see they were big. And looking back on it now, it seems stupid that there would be two adult does together with no fawns. Anyway, um, they they looked up. At least one of them looked up and took notice of the pickup. Because I, you know, right away I hit the brakes a little bit and realized that was bad. So <laughs> I kept driving. I drove over the hill down beyond them got everything together as quietly as I could, shut the truck, locked it, and started making my way back up to where I'd seen them. But they were inside this cattle pasture, and it's like, I don't know how to, it's like woven wire, little squares, and then on the very bottom near the ground is barbed wire. So I get up to, there was a gate that I thought maybe I could open and make my way through, but I didn't want to drop the chain or something and have them hear me. So Somehow, I put my gun under the fence and squeezed under it um, without getting punctured. And then I was in like a little stand of trees. And so I started walking from tree to tree, trying to look out to where I'd seen them to see if they were still there. And finally, I made my way to them. The smell of this buck is just like washing over me. He's super rank as I sit here. Um, Anyway, so I don't see them when I crest the hill. And so I just go super slowly I'm like dang you know they're gone but I guess I'll just walk down they were adjacent to a little drain so I started walking towards it super slowly really quietly and I get pretty close to the drain I stood there for a few minutes thinking about you know if I was a deer where would I go and then I start walking parallel to it and I hear a deer blow and across the drain probably just 30 yards away from me I can see a buck, a nice buck, and a doe running up the other side away from me. And they weren't running like all out, you know, they were kind of like hopping. So I got the buck in my scope, but he never gave me a good shot. I I don't like to take moving shots on principle, and he never was broadside. I mean, it would be generous to say that he was quartering away at some points. He was pretty much going straight away from me so they go over the top of the hill and I stand there shocked that I got that close to them because I've never stalked a deer before and I'm sitting there and I see antlers I see his tines just above the grass walking the ridge top and I see the doe behind him I can see her head they're about a hundred yards away so I sit there for a few minutes and then I thought well, what the hell, I'm either going to sit over here where they're not, or I can try to go after them. So I make my way down into the drain, find a place that I think is going to be quiet enough to cross, get across it, and then I'm walking parallel again on the other side, 
trying to think about where they might have gone and I see probably at about 65 yards antlers so I stop in my tracks I drop down on my knees and I can see this buck and he's just standing there per, um, perpendicular to me he's pretty much broadside eating I don't know what he was doing just like I mean his head was up but he was in the grass and I couldn't see the bottom half of his body like the I don't know I could probably see the upper third of his chest and back and I could see his head clearly but I was like okay I knew he was a 10 point because I had texted my husband and said that I jumped a nice buck it was a 10 point and then in my mind I was like but maybe it was an eight either way so I see he's a 10 or at least that he's got five on his right side either way I'm shooting this deer like this is ancillary information so I take my time I steady myself steady my I have a muzzleloader this is the last day of muzzleloader season the only day of it that I've hunted and I steady my rifle and I just watch him for a while to make sure like he's positioned correctly because I can't see his whole body and I don't like taking shots where vegetation is covering the target area but anyway I watch him I decide that I'm going to take the shot. I slowly breathe out, squeeze the trigger, and I see him run away. And maybe like 20 yards, I see him run, and I don't see him anymore. And it wasn't like he took off pell-mell. He was going kind of slow. So I didn't wait very long. I just kind of sat there for maybe a minute and then decided I was going to come look for blood. So I started walking up. To where I'd shot him <clears throat> I don't see anything there's a big rock like um, this area is, has some exposed bedrock so I, I think he was probably standing close to that and I look hoping to see some kind of blood nothing I'm looking all over the place it's really hard to see I'm it's a lot of broom sedge out here it's like this brown I don't know really rigid tall grass and so and underneath that is a bunch of green stuff forbs I don't know I, it would be hard to see blood here so I don't see any I'm like damn so I walk a little bit farther and off to my left a little bit behind me he jumps up I don't know if he was bedded or just standing there but he takes off across the field into the next patch of woods like the next drain over and he looks healthy I mean I know I didn't hit him in his shoulder he wasn't limping he's just like hopping along so I'm thinking, shoot, I have hit this deer, made a bad shot. I screwed this up, <clears throat> but I had him in the crosshairs as he was running and I didn't take that shot because I wasn't sure if I hit him the first time and I sure as hell didn't want to put a, you know, gut shoot him or put a bad shot on him as he's running across the field. So I then go back to where I had jumped him from to see if I can find blood there. And I go around and around. I can smell him. I can smell him so strong. Obviously, I know he's not there anymore. He ran across the field. But I was like, maybe this is like I'm smelling blood. I don't know. I look around, hair, anything. Can't find anything. In the middle of the brush where he was, I found a rub that had just been torn up. I mean, it was rank. So then I'm just super confused. I decide that I'm going to go after him. And so I go over to the next drain over where I saw him go into and at this point I text my husband and tell him what happened I'm like I don't know what to do should I wait should I go and he said he thought I should wait because a lot of times muzzleloaders don't leave exit wounds so that I might have hit him and just couldn't find anything 
So I sit up above the woods, right on the edge of the woods at this drain, and I wait for an excruciating hour while I text Morgan and everybody else, really just Morgan and my husband, a play-by-play of what had happened up to that point. And I wait until it's an hour on the minute. And then I decide that I'm going to go in and look. And I try to keep myself upwind in case I do jump him and he's, you know, still has that much life in him. Hopefully I can see him before I jump him and get another shot and finish the job. Walk all in through there. Don't find anything. I found some fresh scat, like really fresh, but no blood, no nowhere that they'll be bedded. And there have been cattle in here recently, so it's pretty open understory. So then I cut along the edge of the drain, thinking I'm just going to find a trail. Maybe I can jump him again. I mean, it already worked this many times. And I look up in the tree line that I'm coming to, and there's a doe. I don't know if it's the same doe, but she's just standing there. She sees me, turns around and leaves. I didn't have a shot. Again, I'm not a fan of taking moving shots, let alone running shots. And so she goes out the other side of the field, doesn't make a big deal out of it. But I sat there thinking maybe she came back looking for him. Maybe that's why she's back over here. And he actually is dead in the woods somewhere. So at this point, I text my husband to see if he'll help me come look because I'm just like, do not feel like I'm going to find this deer. I have no, not even a starting point really for where to look for blood. I decided to start walking back, meet him back towards the truck, and maybe I can jump another deer between here and there and get another opportunity, right? So I come down to the drain where I took my shot. I just start cutting in along the edge, thinking maybe I'll go back to the spot where I shot him and see if I can find blood this time. And I see antlers. And it's my deer. (laughs) He's maybe 10 yards from where I shot him. Um, and I never made it all the way here because apparently it was a different buck that jumped up that I scared across the field and thought was my buck. And after I stood here shaking for a couple minutes in awe, so thankful, uh, I decided I would make this recording for work because I'm not at my computer today like I'm supposed to be. So there you have it. I got the first mature buck that I've ever harvested. I'm excited to see how old he is. Um, he's not a 10 point. He has four on the left and uh, five on the right because he's got a crab claw off the end of his right main beam. He's beautiful. He's huge. Uh, my husband's going to come help me drag him. It's a good day. You've been listening to A Field, a special series from NWF Outdoors and Artemis Sportswoman. NWF Outdoors is working to safeguard fish, wildlife, and their habitats to ensure that our sporting traditions remain strong now and into the future. Artemis is a group of bold, impassioned sportswomen who are out to change the face of conservation. For more storytelling, follow us on social media. Remember, conservation is not a spectator sport. Get engaged and speak up for the resources you love.